0: To a podcast. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the 9ES podcast. Uh, the loyal 9ES listener will notice that Scott and I are holding down the fort alone on this one, and they may suspect that it is because, once again, John is having computer issues. But no, it's actually because John is a dad now, so he deserves at least one episode off from our grueling recording schedule. Um, Scott, on the other hand, watched movie 43, which I isn't i guess like childbirth um if you ask scott uh we also talk about the Habs' ongoing and unexpected run in the stanley cup playoffs uh beer cooler backpacks and how inclusive gi joe has been throughout the ages uh, if you enjoy our brand of podcasting and also especially this week comics uh really do yourself a favor and head to patreon.com slash nine to five cc and subscribe at the 90s deluxe level where you'll get access to our garbage time bonus episodes and on this one scott and i talk a bunch about comics we talk about uh Chips at our Spider-Man. Uh, we talk about Frank Miller's Daredevil Run and uh, Silver Surfer Black, and a bunch more. So uh, check out the Patreon. And if you don't want to check out the Patreon, just tell people about this show. If you're enjoying it, we really, really, really uh, love the support. And uh, if you like this show and you like what you hear, share it on your Facebook or your Twitter or whatever. That would be super cool. Or give us money on patreoncom slash 9 to cc Boom. you have conspiracies yes i like john gone time for conspiracies real talk conspiracies
1: not the crazy john type conspiracies
0: real talk conspiracies is it the conspiracies of the um sports media at large against the montreal canadians
1: damn it you ruined all the the build-up i had
0: oh shit i was just guessing that was straight out of the blue (laughs) we didn't have a pre-interview listeners
1: ruined everything (laughs) Well, what can you do? I mean, uh, I was going back and reading old Down Goes Brown stuff, Mm -hmm. and he had an article before the playoffs began of who his favorite old man without a cup people were.
0: Old guy without a cup. I like to call them OG wax.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) Shea Weber's on that list, but Carey Price is not. I would say that Price is probably more of a old guy without a cup.
0: than I think, okay, so I don't know if, down goes Brown necessarily maybe puts an honorable mention on him but like Weber gets the extra I think oomph for the list on the old guy without a cup because he's an old guy without like any cups right like he also has no Norris yeah. whereas like Kerry no matter what happens was like a Vesna finalist a few times and a Vesna winner and a heart so, winner. and a heart winner yeah, but
1: except Thornton was the number one guy and yeah. Thornton's won trophies
0: yeah, exactly. But I'd say, but Thor- Thornton's also in his forties. <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. He, he gets like, like I said. Like I mean, I think there, if I remember correctly from the article, there's like the there's like a couple of criteria, and obviously a little bit of like what his gut is telling him. But I would, I personally would, like Carrie Price is coming on that list soon.
1: Yeah, because well, no, he's not going to make it on that.
0: List. Oh yeah, obviously, because we're winning yeah. this year. That's right. This was Dude. his
1: last chance at that list. So I f- yeah, I feel like you know you got wrong. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, Joe, Joe Thornton is the ultimate old guy without a cup. But, like, yeah, but that's think... his
1: own fault for playing on the Sharks for so long and then being, like, <laughs> the way to get break this curse is Toronto. Yeah, dude. And, like, how much did he
0: sign in Toronto for? Like, like not minimum, a lot. Like, a minimum one? Yeah, exactly. One and you're, like, Colorado's, like, hello. <laughs> we did we, this we before. Could,
1: we could use the third-line center for the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> what exactly. about me? Says Nazem Kadri. <laughs> like, shh, 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 shh. You, sh- know sh- sh- you know what you're gonna do
0: <laughs> you know what you're going to do <laughs> what
1: well, i haven't even done it yet uh, sh- 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 sh-
0: but you know <laughs> oh my god what do you do with Nazim kadri this is sports talk now john isn't here
1: <laughs> you trade him for thomas tatar no do you, you want nazem kadri
0: you don't want to oh you don't not in the playoffs.
1: No, not in the playoffs. But you don't want Thomas Tatar in the playoffs either. So Exactly it's one, way or,
0: one way or the other, you're playing for a guy who's on the bench. Yep. Oh, man.
1: <clears throat>
0: so this is being recorded on Monday night. Uh puck drop for the Montreal Vegas series is in about an hour. Uh so if you listen to the slash the end of this episode slash garbage time this week, you might hear us talk and then get slightly distracted if I have it on my phone while we record garbage time just a little Uh, bit just just just, just yelling nonsense I'm a little bit bummed no offense that we are going to be recording uh I don't know if they've been doing it this year but I want to know what the night fights that represents the Canadians right oh yeah (laughs) a Mountie (laughs) maybe but I was like, "That's not right." It it really should be a coureur des bois, like it really should be the like like lumberjack on like come in, and it's so easy on the ice too. If he like he comes paddling in on the like floating logs on the projection, mm-hmm. and like he's on skates, so he like could glide along mm-hmm. with the logs, and then the knight would be like, Do-do! "Yeah," and obviously slay the mm-hmm. slay the guy. But that's that's what I think should be uh, a lumberjack riding like logs sure, out along the
1: Canucks. The air. Already did the lumberjack thing, right? I guess.
0: But I mean, but a couple boy, like going down the like the 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 logs. I don't know. Did they do that, or did they do like chopping down trees or whatever? Like how ball else? Ball. How else is it a hab though? If it's not that guy,
1: um, it's
0: just a guy. Just a guy with a real beat up like just a real beat up baseball cap a a bat fifty smoking cigarettes,
1: couple longer and a pair of jean <laughs> shorts.
0: All right. Let's go, Vegas.
1: my, <laughs> Chevalier. Show me what you've got. <laughs> exactly. That'd be great. <laughs> that would yeah. be amazing. Yeah. And then Montreal copies it for game three where he beats up the guy.
0: <laughs> just jerseys the night with his <laughs> Jerseys the night and just just punches the ground <laughs> <crap up. laughs> uh, That That I will say, like, for all of the... All of the 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 the, the, the pomp yeah. and circumstances and whatever of the Montreal Canadiens as a franchise, I, I do get a little sad that like we won't have the fun of some of the franchise teams because like there's the history and whatever else, and it's like we, we're not that's not what we do. We show black and white photos of all of the best players ever and all of the dynasties ever, and then we switch to black and white photos of the current roster as kids, and then we. It's very very moving, but like it's no like a jet chopping a fighter jet or i mean a knight chopping a fighter jet in two with his sword (laughs) like you're not going to see that at the bell center anytime soon (laughs) no sadly um so i guess we should say to the listeners that the reason why john is not here is that john is a dad now yeah yeah it happened so John isn't here because he's a dad now, and I'm uh, campaigning to refer to his baby as Clank Clank, which is the name of my robot <laughs> in Dungeons & Dragons.
1: I, here's my my suggestion for the baby's name. Scott. No, see, I thought about that, and that's not as funny as my suggestion. Scotty. S- Stephen,
0: Steven. Can
1: you think of a better name? For I mean, that's his little brother's better. name, though. Yeah, and look how good his little brother turned out. Hmm. I
0: guess, I, or
1: just, I, or like, how much, um, how much love that the Steves get in that family?
0: Oh, that's true, right? <laughs> Guar- guaranteed love from the mom. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely want your mom to love you. Be named Steven. <laughs> Don't name the baby Jonathan.
1: <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> oh man,
0: it's cute. There's Steven Universe stuff there.
1: Yep. Ah. Uh, so yeah but, uh, john's john's not going to be sleeping or uh coherence
0: so same old same old yeah so, yeah what we're saying not like yeah. sleeping irregular hour, hours and uh, rambling incoherently about things that people are only half aware, like really aware of that's mm-hmm. on brand yep um but yeah, no, but did you have any conspiracies or was it just against the hockey media against the Habs?
1: No, that was just my preamble.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: also, I'm still really mad at you guys. Four? You know what you did. We're gonna talk about it. Oh right now. I mean, is
0: that mm-hmm. is that the top of the top stories?
1: It's the only thing I can think about.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> like I'm trying to think of like news and pop culture no, and what I've like been watching Agents- and only I feel like
1: Agent Smith in The Matrix, like, you've infected me.
0: <laughs> Are you remembering, like, lines from the movie? <laughs> just just, sometimes they, they, creep into your head at night, and you're like,
1: why? Why did any dog, of this man. happen? It's Who so okayed bad. this? It's so bad. There's, there's... I feel like that gif of the shocked dog who's offered a cupcake... He's just staring at it with the thousand-yard stare, flashing back to to every single scene in this movie. It's horrible.
0: Oh man, this is like I'm <clears throat> listener, if you are not aware, because it has been a long time since we've done a best movie ever, because Scott has been putting off watching this movie for such a long time.
1: Rightly so. I didn't even think it would, it could be this bad. What's the <laughs> mm-hmm. uh the Chevy Chase Dan Aykroyd one that I hated?
0: Uh nothing but trouble.
1: Nothing but trouble. I would rather watch that twice in a row than watch movie forty-three again. Wow. And I hated that movie. What
0: about uh what was the other one that you guys thought was real, real bad? Um so the Jamie Bucky Kennedy Larson, one, Bucky Larson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, this how, is how... worse.
1: This is worse. This is worse, based solely on the quality of the cast, willing to degrade themselves so horribly.
0: That is the the great mystery. Did you did you look anything up about it, like as to how this happened and like how did they get? Like I know that they they it was all like separate directors and so there was like A through G units and whatever directing it. So it wasn't just sort of like um it wasn't the case necessarily like one person. Like this was like a combination of bad ideas. And maybe like each one was just sort of like, well I guess my sketch might be the weak one in the film or so, whatever. So it's
1: it's called movie 43. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind the production was that they could grab anyone who is interested and film for like two or three days and then have this superstar, all-star cast. And that was what was going to make everybody money. Like they a Robert film Rodriguez it, film. <laughs> sort of, but they also did it kind of like boyhood because it took them six years to shoot it. Mm-hmm. So they grabbed Kate Winslet and Hugh Jackman and they filmed their scene together and then showed that to other people, which is Fucking batshit crazy, because that scene is awful. And they showed that to other people saying, see, we've got famous people. It took them less than a week to film it. You'll be in this movie. We'll make it all on a shoestring, and we'll have the greatest cast of all time. And they kind of do have the greatest cast of all time, and it didn't cost them any money. It's just they didn't make anything good. And
0: this this was one of the Farrelly brothers, right? Yep. Which which again I was like like your mileage may vary on the Farrelly brothers, but like there's still like something about Mary, there's still Kingpin, there's like they they did dumb and dumber, right? I Wanna say? Yeah. It's gotta be a Farley Brothers. Like it, it's it's they're, they're stupid comedies, but like they've had moments. Like I, 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 w- I would put all of those movies, say like head and shoulders above Bucky Larson, let's yes. say easily. Yeah. <laughs> you it's know, fun. like dumb movies for sure, but
1: I can't I can't even express to you how offensive this movie was for a movie that was trying to be funny offensive, that it was just straight-up offensive, how in bad taste it was, and not, not in the Peter Jackson, like, I'm going to do something in bad taste because it's a gross-out comedy. Just, like, trying to be dumb and dumber and ending up with just like horrible thoughtless film like was just horrible Mm -hmm. So so
0: they're they're saying so apparently one of the ways they wrote people into this was a lot of the actors would take uh equity rates up front and get really small initial commitments or whatever so some of these actors were getting paid like literally hundreds of dollars for just a couple days work but then they would be offered like four or five percent or whatever of the take. so right. they were they were like limited risk you will come in and you work for work for a weekend film this thing and hey maybe you get like a couple hundred thousand dollars out of this for three days work so that was their, that was apparently like the financial like pyramid scheme element of it in a certain, not necessarily pyramid scheme that the actors weren't paying to get into it, but like to get star power, you're like, listen, like if you come in, give me three days time, I could make you this much money.
1: I don't know about that. Well, we've already got so-and-so and so-and-so, and then it just kind of s- snowballs into yeah, it. Like,
0: well, if, yeah, exactly. If Hugh Jackman and Kate Winslet thought this was a great idea, then, then I uh richard Gere thinks that's a great
1: idea if you don't want to bet on yourself bet on their star power Judy i get Dench. it the the list of the list of talent in this movie is unbelievable i'm just going to read through some of the names on imdb dennis quaid greg Kinnear, and common uh seth mcfarlane is in it hugh jackman kate winslet um freaking leave schreiber naomi watts uh, Anna Faris and Chris Pratt do a truly god awful scene together. Those are two people who know funny, and uh, Anna Faris knows funny.
0: I was going to say Chris Pratt, knows more than Anna Faris. Anna Faris has some has some dubious credits with those scary movies and whatever else. Like like there she also she has she has like a she when she's funny she's very funny. I'm d- yeah. I do not dismiss her comedic talents, but like she does have like I feel a soft spot for some like unbelievably painful schlock comedy. Yeah. Like to her, like, I was like some like scary movies are not great. And I'm going to say her, her timing is
1: good, and she doesn't always have the best material.
0: Yeah, but I also feel that those movies show that she maybe has a soft spot for that like hacky comedy. Oh yeah, yeah. Like despite being probably above it as a performer, like she doesn't hate it. You know, like she's not a. I don't think she's above it. Yeah.
1: Keep going, Kieran Culkin, Emma Stone, Richard Gere, Kate Bosworth, Jack McBrayer. Like again jack mcbrayer knows funny even if he doesn't have always the best material he worked with tina fey on 30 rock for like a decade he should have seen this script and been like oh justin long jason sudeikis uma thurman kristen bell jonathan hodgman like fuck this thing makes me so sad to look at these names uh, christopher Mintz place chloe grace moretz patrick warburton gerard butler sean William scott and johnny knoxville Halle berry and steven merchant uh, I'm skipping over lots and lots of names of other, like, bit players. Terrence Howard has a goddamn Academy Award. They should take it away from him <laughs> and Halle Berry for being in this thing. Ugh.
0: So check this out. So it does seem that many of the stars managed to jump ship. Uh, Farrelly's strategy, however, was to be aggressive, uh, aggressively accommodating. So he was like, wait them out, shoot when they want to shoot, guilt them to death. That's part of his thing. So apparently the people that, people that got managed to get out of it and mm-hmm. Colin Farrell Good. <laughs> apparently managed to bounce. And this was uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone were on board and they, they got out. And I was like, I can't imagine dealing with them is pleasant when they don't want to be dealt with <laughs> just as the dudes who showed up
1: to the Oscars in Dresses on Acid. <laughs> like... That, I think, illustrates my point on this movie more than anything else. When Trey Parker and Matt Stone go, this isn't funny, it's just dumb and gross. Do you know how dumb and gross something has to be for them to think that?
0: Yeah, for them to be like, there's nothing redeemable about here. Let me oh, sing you the Christmas poo song.
1: Right? Like, oh. Yeah, this was a bad movie from start to finish. It, it, it was painful to watch, and I watched it without pausing it or speeding it up, like I've done for other movies before.
0: Apparently... Um... George Clooney famously just replied fuck off when like when pitched (laughs) like I guess like maybe there was like some spread apparently so none of the actors also had uh, like promotional duties written into their contract because of how accommodating which is why none of these actors like promoted it yeah exactly did anything about it and all that stuff Uh, so yeah wow here's the worst thing about this movie after sitting hang on I just found a quote, Stephen Merchant. Of those contacted, uh, this is like the Gu- Guardian article that I'm taking a look at here. Only right. Stephen Merchant was willing to share the trauma of making Movie 43. I had to spend two days of looking at Halle Berry. It was a living hell. <laughs> so I guess Stephen Merchant didn't hate it. <laughs> I, In that way, at least.
1: I will say this for Stephen Merchant and Halle Berry scene. it is It is awful. It is racist at parts it is painful to watch the, that that was the only point in the movie where the two people making it look like they were having fun hmm. they look like they were both on board to do this truly awful scene with one another
0: so what so what are the scenes that were
1: oh my god so it's whole the the skeleton around it so is... for,
0: first of all hang on i did not know this when i assigned to you I knew it was like made up of vignettes. I did not know. I just saw the number 15, 15 yeah. vignettes, too many vignettes.
1: <laughs> uh, or not enough. Like if each, with all, each of them was two minutes long, it would have been like a machine gun might have hit you too fast to realize how awful it was. Like the Ramones. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Wait a second. These uh, guys can't play instruments or sing, but oh, there's another song. <laughs>
1: so the skeleton of the movie is dennis quaid is a screenwriter and he's pitching his movie to greg Kinnear as a studio executive and it's this sketch comedy movie that is movie 43 Um, but he's describing it as like uh, an academy award fodder uh, funny with soul tells the heart of human nature and then he starts describing the scenes to him and they're all awful. And uh, Greg Kinnear is just like, you can't do this. I can't believe you. You're doing this. And it turns out that Dennis Quaid blew one of the security guards to get on the lot. And I swear to God, Greg Kinnear is like, huh, I didn't know Jerry was gay. And Dennis Quaid looks looks at him and says, oh, he's not. He fought me every, every step of the way. I'm like, oh, that's the joke. Yeah. <sighs> so, uh, and then it just goes into like a series of of scenes where it's just
0: oh, so awful. These, and so these are supposed to be oh. scenes from the movie, or yeah. like okay,
1: but they're they're not connected in any way, right? Right. It's just like it's is written by this crazy person who broke onto the lot to pitch.
0: Yep. So so here's oh, more fun facts about movie forty three uh apparently uh peter farrelly and uh john panotti had 60 scripts for the vignette so you only got the top 15 brother like they had 60 vignettes in the can also how good this movie could have been so the original uh like lineup and pitch was to have three like director sets so both farrelly brothers right? Mm -hmm. Which is, so not just Peter, (laughs) so like not just one of the Farrelly's, both Farrelly brothers were apparently on board. Uh, David and Jerry Zucker were apparently on board initially, who you may know from like Naked Gun and Airplane. And Mm -hmm. Trey Parker and Matt Stone were apparently on as directors for some of the vignettes. So imagine just like, like how far the concept had fallen by the time we're like, well, we got one of the Farrelly's. (laughs) Like when you have like like that that's very seriously like three generations of slapstick comedy gold directors like like in terms of like these people know funny since like the late 70s up until today these these directors directing groups or whatever else and then like cut to like four years later and they're like Peter is still on board (laughs) you mean one of the Farrelly's yeah but we're still doing it everyone else has bailed (laughs) Do you really want me to go over each each of the skits? I mean, not at each of the skits. Like, so let's All maybe right. I don't know, like a top top. Wh- which ones
1: were mm-hmm. I think? Let's see, because like, you're saying like I right, think This the, is the first one. This is this is what's supposed to like hook you into the movie, and was supposedly enough to hook everyone else into the movie.
0: So you're like, you're uh, still taking your jacket off. You're just like like settling the popcorn into your seat, and you're yeah. like, I'm here to watch ensemble. A-list and this cast is the one opening night.
1: This is the one they filmed first and showed it to other actors to get them involved.
0: Get them rolling in the aisles at Cineplex.
1: Kate Winslet gets set up on a blind date with basically the Bruce Wayne most eligible bachelor, who's played by Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman okay. comes in, he's super successful, he's charitable, and he's got a pair of testicles dangling from his neck. Ah. No one else seems to acknowledge that they're there except for Kate Winslet. Cool. Comedy ensues. Okay. That's it. It It gets cold in there. The draft comes in. They shrink up into his neck. He eats some soup. He gets some soup on it. She gags. A friend wants to come by and take a selfie with them. He leans over her shoulder, and they're dangling in her, her face, and she wants to scream. That's it. That's all that happens in the scene. She's grossed out by his neck balls.
0: Hmm. Wow. Yeah. And, like there's no like punch lines, whatever, you're just like balls.
1: Balls. Balls are are gross. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> right. Uh Jesus. Uh <laughs> Naomi Watson and Lee Schreiber uh are talking to two new neighbors who moved into the house next to them. They have a teenage son who they're homeschooling, and they explain that they go through all the awful things in high school. And they do this to their son, like making fun of his junk in the shower and having house parties where he's not invited. And...
0: But that does kind of sound funny. Like, the Schreiber, sounds like that would be very, very funny. Uh,
1: they go I'm through assuming the it's not. <laughs> it's really not. They go through the awkwardness of the first kiss with his mom. And you're like, "Uh, okay. Uh, then... Uh, the kid comes down and acts super normal and the neighbors are like, oh, maybe this is actually working. And then the kid starts, uh, basically referring to his girlfriend, who is a a mop person and then like awkward. And then the scene ends and you're just like, there was no, oh my God, this was so bad.
0: So you told me about, um, Terrence Howard is a basketball coach. That's
1: the Uh penultimate scene.
0: I, I literally see a screenshot right here of the film of Terrence Howard holding up a, uh, a diagram of a basketball court with the, only the words, you're black, written on it. That, that's Award a scene winner.
1: that was like nine or ten minutes long. And the, the, his team is, is nervous about playing the, the white school's basketball team. And they're like, oh, they're so good. This is a state championship. And the coach comes in. He's like, you guys don't understand. You're, you're black. You're going to destroy them that's an okay punchline. There's there's nothing terrible there about it. Except the scene is like 10 minutes long. It's, it's just brutal hammering in the same punchline over and over again until you're just screaming, let it die. It's already dead. Please stop kicking it. It's awful. And the only thing that is worse about that scene is after that scene ends, they go to the last thing, like last bit of the skeleton plot the the Mm -hmm. guy pitching his movie and uh, they get through that and they start rolling credits and after the credits and some bloopers there's another goddamn scene there's a post-credit skit and i wanted to die (laughs) i can't believe there was another one
0: what was the post credits what was the marvel stinger
1: (laughs) oh god it was called beezle okay um it was Elizabeth Banks and Josh Duhamel. And they are a couple that's about to get married, except they have a cartoon cat that is trying to break them up. Because he has fantasies of having sex with Josh Duhamel, which they illustrate and animate of course. on screen. And then the cat pisses all over Elizabeth Banks, like in a, uh, Evil Dead 2 level of fluid shooting out of this cartoon. Naturally. And then Elizabeth Banks gets so mad, she beats the cat to death with a shovel in front of a small child's birthday party. Fun! Yeah. I
0: was going to say roll credits, but then it's not. It's fade to black. You've already seen the credits.
1: Yeah, and then the kids get so mad, they kill her. Like a bunch of four-year-olds stab her in the head. Neat. And then it's fade to black, and you're like, that is the go-home message.
0: <laughs>
1: Send him home happy, like they always say.
0: Just- so Colin Farrell canceled his plans and made a particularly uh, like weak excuse. And uh, Peter Farrell has a quote about that. It's like, come on, Colin, you saw sense and backed out. Admit it. <laughs> That's Peter Farrell throwing his own movie under the bus. Yeah. You God, saw sense, yeah. Colin Farrell, backed out of his movie. Admit it. Yeah, probably. And this is Colin Farrell. <laughs> like johnny he...
1: knoxville and sean william scott are roommates they're having a fight because johnny knoxville slept with sean william scott's girlfriend mm-hmm. to make it up to him johnny kidnaps a leprechaun and it's gerard butler and he says here make a wish and gerard butler's like my brother's gonna kill you we're gonna skull fuck you and then the other leprechaun who's also gerard butler shows up
0: oh so hang on hang on that, sh- that was supposed to be colin farrell it says in this yeah <laughs> So it was an unfunny an un, unfunny role alongside Gerard Butler. So yep. I feel it was supposed to be Gerard Butler and
1: Colin Farrell. <laughs> and then they uh, Johnny Knoxville and Sean William Scott killed the two leprechauns. Cool. It's just everything about it was painful. This movie sucks so much. <laughs> I'm happy. Come on. Yeah, wow. it was
0: bad, and that's a, and then and this is another conversation because apparently we I think we've talked about this even on the show a little bit. Uh, John has no idea what's funny because he think I think you should he thinks I think you should leave is funny, mm-hmm. S- whereas you and I are uh, screw Tim Robinson and his mm-hmm. stupid show. And you said it's this is like in the vein of I think you should leave, but just like way 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 worse.
1: <laughs> no, it's not in the vein of I think you should leave. It's. <sighs> I'm trying to think it's it's so bad it's it's like the porn comedy version of I think you should leave
0: oh, like, I think you should leave porn parody with no exactly. porn
1: with some porn
0: <laughs> oh god. oh my god I thought they talked about that again on PuckSoup yeah. this week man I think you should leave <laughs> yeah
1: they're all stoked for season 2 they're so stoked Sean McAdoo
0: down goes brown you fool or he was like i was hyped up for it and i was ready to be disappointed and then it surpassed all expectations i'm still like who is paying you to love this show especially
1: especially down goes brown who is funny who does have a sense of humor who gets dry and sarcastic comedy more Mm. than anyone else it's the greatest
0: show ever it's the funniest show ever and everything he's done touches to gold uh how do you rank
1: movie 43 scott oh my god
0: I mean the way you're saying it, it sounds like it, it's gotta be it's a bottom feeder, like, rocketing to the bottom of the list I can't imagine yeah. there is I mean you said just even Bucky Larson and whatever I don't even know if John's ever put Bucky Larson on the list
1: <laughs> the list is so in need of an update
0: yeah good luck with that it's got a baby uh, uh oh. Giant Papier mache boulder is actually really heavy below that. Yes. So now you're in bottom five territory. Yep. It's, it's uh, got to go below
1: city too. It, it has to.
0: Okay. Then by virtue of, again, the music isn't bad in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I feel It's, it's underneath going there.
1: below that too. There's, there's, oh, man.
0: Is it the worst movie ever? <sighs> so, so here's the thing, right? Is... Leonard part six was truly, truly, truly awful and deserves to be down at the bottom. But then it also has like the weight of a uh, Bill Cosby vehicle and what that means outside of the movie. Also dragging it down. Like I think that I am feeling think Leonard part six might be maybe like third or fourth from the bottom if it wasn't also involving watching Bill Cosby mm-hmm. for like an hour and a half um but it can it can it drop lower than leonard part six i
1: mean it could based on talent squandered
0: and also i mean you're saying that it's actually offensive too in lots of ways right oh, you, oh yeah
1: yeah the Hollyberry berry steven merchant scene is basically a revenge game of truth or dare where they keep raising the stakes to try to get the other person to be truly upset Mm-hmm. and one of the things that happens is Holly Berry forces Stephen Merchant to get plastic surgery to look like a stereotypical Chinese guy from the 30s.
0: Wow, 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 wow.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I don't like know. This
0: might be the worst movie ever, Scott.
1: It's really bad. Like, they, they don't shy away from being unfunnily offensive. That Like, that's one of the punchlines in that scene. <laughs> You're a stereotypical Asian. Like, Mickey Rooney.
0: Your life will be terrible now.
1: Yeah. I've ruined your life because I made you look like this. Yeah. (sighs) Uh,
0: uh, uh, Yeah. yeah. Is this the worst movie ever, Scott? It really sounds like it. Yeah,
1: I I would put it right there at the bottom because it was it was bad.
0: (laughs) Movie 43. The very worst movie ever. All the way at the bottom of the list.
1: Just don't don't watch it. Don't don't make your friends watch it as a joke. It's just bad.
0: <laughs> you say this, and yet I feel like you might make John or I watch this somewhere down the road.
1: Uh, you know the uh, that would be like just desserts, except we would have to talk about it somewhere on the show. <laughs> <laughs> that that brings the or I mean,
0: back maybe maybe John loves it.
1: I mean, he might. There's got to no, be like, so it, it it didn't
0: do well. I I'm not saying. But it also didn't bomb out, right? Nobody made money on this because I think it made thirty million dollars at the box office, but it ran at what only it was six million. Six, right? Yeah, exactly. That's it. With
1: no, no promo tour.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's so much worse. I don't even want to think about that.
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying. But it's not necessarily. Oh, man, I was like, I can't really find no one, no one to give this movie five stars.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: It would go on if so I think at the raspberries or whatever oh man movie forty three and scary movie five came out in the same year really yeah movie forty three I should say
1: bad. oh man it's such a bad movie don't
0: did the uh did, did, did your- did your wife watch any of it with you with her
1: no none, none whatsoever that, that that's why we're still together
0: <laughs> did she like watched the opening and was like no
1: i <sighs> Even the opening is bad. I told you. it's. It starts off with, like, sexual assault jokes.
0: 59% of... So this movie is rated on, on Amazon as a 4 out of 5. The... By whom? 59% of all reviews are 5-star reviews.
1: Good Lord. There's no reason for that at all. What are people saying about it? The
0: skits are hilarious, and a big part of the humor is the fact that they got this huge actor to do such crazy skits. We laughed so hard at this movie several times. I'm glad we own it now because we got a lot more laughs watching this film in the future coming our way. A few years from now, it will be a cult classic. This was in 2018. We're still waiting. (laughs) Reminds me of when I went to the L.A. premiere of An American Werewolf in London. And I kid you not, half the theater walked out before the movie was over. I think movie 43 is terrific and hilarious. I understand why many people hated it. It was the same ones who were walking out of werewolf.
1: No, no.
0: If you can tolerate crude humor, 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 this movie crosses major lines, but delivers some laugh out loud moments. If you're a prude in any way, this movie is not for you. I love this movie, and I know that makes me a special breed of human. Don't care. It's one of my guilty pleasures and it will always make me laugh. Fuck. Horrible movie, but I loved how much I hated it.
1: Even that is unforgivable.
0: I enjoy bad movies and my friends and I have a great time laughing at them together. That said, this is one of the worst movies ever made five stars for giving us the horrible laughs we were looking for. Hope you hate it as much as we did.
1: Even, even the stuff in this movie that is not like stomach churningly awful mm-hmm. is just boring. And that, that sucks.
0: <laughs> like wow, the, this... the
1: Kieran Culkin, Emma Stone scene is them having a gross get back together over the microphone in a supermarket. And they're just saying gross stuff to each other, like about what they miss about each other or the, the Christopher Mince Plassie, Chloe Grace Moretz scene is mm-hmm. she's over at his kid brother's, house for like a awkward study date and she gets her first period and it's only boys in the house and they don't know what to do and they make her feel very uncomfortable with their 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 man misunderstanding of of female puberty and it's like huh ah, it's not there's no jokes here fuck this <laughs> is be like long for bad mad tv shows
0: i feel like people are just too quick with hitting the five stars Like, you can lower it, even if you did enjoy it. Like, great cast. For the first 15 minutes, you will want to stop watching. It seems like a waste of your time. But by then, you're hooked. Be prepared to laugh at an inappropriate fun humor. You're like, no, that's not a good review. That's not a five star review.
1: It traps you.
0: (laughs) Exactly. By then, Stockholm syndrome has set in, and somehow (laughs) you're along for the ride.
1: Fuck this movie. Oh, that movie was so bad.
0: I'm glad. I mean, well, I'm glad, but also a little sad because it seems like quite cruel. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. How how low can they
0: go? This is a one star. Uh, As it turns out, pretty damn low. Want to see child abuse go on and on and on, and then there's no punchline? How could child abuse have a punchline anyway? That's right, folks, it can't. This movie delivers child abuse for comedy and then does not deliver a punchline. Want to, make, want to look at a man's testicles, jiggle around for five minutes? Again, there is no punchline. It can't have a punchline because it's a bleak, ugly, adolescent male potty humor, or perhaps more accurately, pervert potty humor, scene after scene, until you finally wise up to the fact that Kate Winslet, Hugh Jackman, Naomi Watts, Richard Gere, and the rest of these big names are involved in the worst project they will ever perform in for their entire careers. I feel like I wanna sue somebody on their behalf for having duped me into watching this abominable, pathetic mess. Simply vile. That seems more aligned with your experience.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I wanna take this, a copy of this DVD and go to like every fan signing I can and present it to them. And when they go, oh, do you want me to autograph this? I will say, no, I would like you to apologize. Just apologize. Apparently, there's another cut of it. Oh, my God. I can't imagine what was left on the floor.
0: So, apparently, there was a version where the framework is um, kids are being, like, threatened by the internet about Movie 43. And it's done kind of, like, for horror, which does seem like a better framing reference.
1: Mm.
0: Like, so, instead of, like, it just being bad movie pitches, people are like, you're going to have to watch this movie. Oh, no like yeah exactly which which, which removes the yeah the pit like the pitching a movie in between scenes is not in this other version
1: yeah no that fuck this movie
0: i mean it still seems bad right i'm talking about like but it just it does seem like a slightly more like that movie with that framing device seems a little more in on the joke where you're like now here's another really really shitty sketch but like not like as a pitch like as in a like like a, I I dare you not to look away youtube challenge you know like yeah. the it's the only it's thing that. i
1: can think about this movie is it's the ultimate breakup movie you buy two tickets you go in with your date you say i'm just gonna go get some popcorn and be right back and then you go home <laughs> and message is received nice
0: i you was were just way gonna...
1: funnier than anything in the movie you know? <laughs> i was gonna
0: say just had to get rid of a really, like an unenjoyable one night stand. Oh, I'm gonna put on one of my favorite movies now. And, oh, she's gone. Yep. <laughs> you're just like, mm. yeah. you know, you're like, did I like? But like, see, it's listener. What I'm saying here is that you're setting it up as you are the one who is terrible, right? Because she's like, did I make a mistake? And if you put on movie 43, you're telling her, yes, you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm terrible, Scott. <laughs> yes. I wanted to ask you something.
1: Ask me something.
0: Um, how did you enjoy your backpack?
1: Ooh, um, it is it is delightful. <laughs> delightful. Yes, it, it brought me a moment of joy in this weekend of pain.
0: <laughs> the, the rest of the weekend was pain, but this was yeah. a, this was a hell of an item, I think, for a Costco purchase. Like it seems <laughs> like. It's beautiful, incredibly, like specific. Like it's, I mean, well, here you you can you can set it up, Scott. I don't want to steal the thunder from your present.
1: Well, Keith sent me a a text message saying that he was in Costco and he walked by it, uh, a certain item that mm-hmm. would be of unique interest to me, <laughs> and he sent me a photo. Yeah.
0: Mister Maciver, yeah. I've come across something that you may find quite interesting for your collection.
1: Well, I mean, no joke. I, I, I think I'm one of the only people you know that actually owns a a powder blue Expo jersey.
0: Mm, I don't know. There's got to be some comedians some You were like definitely
1: it. there when I purchased it. Yeah. Uh for an exorbitant price. I bought it at one of those Montreal touristy uh gift shop Yeah. Yeah. Places. <laughs> um yeah, you walk past uh A cooler backpack full of Miller Light that was decked out in full retro Expos colors with the Expos logo on it. And it's gorgeous. It's it's powder blue and it's beautiful.
0: It is mind-boggling. This is an item available for, like, not just, like, purchase. Like, that it it exists isn't crazy, but that it exists in, like, Costco quantities. Like, here's a pallet full of these, these powder blue... Expos backpacks filled with Miller Lite. That's also confounding.
1: Like in there 2021, so many, yeah. <laughs> like this would be the kind of thing you'd have to save a, like 10 UPC codes and mail away for because they didn't expect anyone except true diehards to go for it. But no, nope. there, was, there was hundreds of them in that photo.
0: Oh my god! And the,
1: you were kind enough to pick one up for me, and I'm I'm super excited for it.
0: I'm glad you enjoyed it, Scott. One of the things that even Sarah was like, and the some, it like, it really feels like a labor of love (laughs) from somebody in like the Miller Lite marketing department or whatever, because they just like give the only, only the like tiniest hint that it's even a Miller Lite product because they know. That you're going to use it for all of your backpack beer needs for the whole mm-hmm. summer and they're like even though yes you're ha- you especially you scott are happy that it's full of miller light
1: yeah but perfectly okay for me while a lot of other people would have been like Talernac.
0: yeah exactly oh man i'm gonna to have to drink through this miller light and then use it for the rest of the thing but even but even whoever was at the like miller light um marketing department was like no keep our logo like small and down there like we gave it to them as a gift
1: Very much is. You could cover it with a toonie. The Miller logo is so small.
0: Yeah, exactly. They're like this this is something that you'd like could buy separately (laughs) like without having it already be full of beer. Be like, cool backpack. But yeah, such a weird, weird thing.
1: Uh anyway. I'm excited. I play softball, I'm gonna bring it to softball. And you're gonna be king of the softball field. Until I open it up and offer anyone a Miller.
0: I mean, if there is times where Miller is acceptable, it is After at the cottage a, and at a softball game. Yeah.
1: After <laughs> a softball game, when you're hot and sweaty, and you will take anything that's cold.
0: I, would, I mean, what you know, the drink, during?
1: I mean, you, yeah, you can I guess. Yeah. So. Sure.
0: Well, <laughs> that's like a, there's the 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 park down on Argenson, whatever. How that there's always just so many people drinking PBR, and I was like. I get it because it's softball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Even PBR is a little little, little rich.
0: Well, I mean, I think I I feel that our experience with PBR might be a little bit different because we've drank way too much of it. Like People are like, it's kind of the go-to. And I was like, Beast of the East would involve drinking like personally 30 plus PBRs <laughs> over the course of a weekend. Like you're mm-hmm. like, there's a reason they come in six packs and it's more than six of them. And you're like, oh, that was kind of gross. But you're like, but it's the only thing to drink. And you're here in this hot, sweaty arena for three days.
1: With a group of people from Hamilton (laughs) you're trying to keep up with. Every time you turn around, they hand you one.
0: Man. Uh, Oh, speaking of derby, this is something that I wanted to uh, bring out. There was a a video that didn't go the direction you thought that it might go. Uh, Slim shared it with G.I. Joe. Did you see it?
1: With G.I. Joe? Oh, no, I didn't. I, I saw that it popped up, but I didn't watch it.
0: It was a great clip where it's like, first of all, it's like it's a guy who is sitting there, like like shaved head, but probably from like balding, like big beard, wearing a G.I. Joe shirt. And he's like... A lot of my viewers want me to talk about G.I. Joe and they're saying like, oh, you're not talking to G.I. Joe because you're scared because you know that they've like they've taken your favorite series and they've corrupted it and they've taken it and they've turned it into something that it isn't. And the comics are canon. And can you believe this? Because apparently there's some asshole G.I. Joe fans that are upset that in the latest reboot, uh, Snake Eyes is Asian. uh, Was like the, the trigger or whatever. But then the guy... Goes on to like dismantle everything that they're saying there. He's like, first of all, he's like, let's just get some like factual, like geek stuff out of the way. If the comics are canon, then Snake Eyes is dead, has been for a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know what movie you're watching, but if the comics are canon, it involves a lot of characters who are not in the cartoon from the 80s anymore. That's where the comics are at. So just like pump the (laughs) brakes. G.I. Joe, the
1: comic, killed a lot of people.
0: Yeah, exactly. They're like, a lot of your favorite characters that you're really excited about are dead in the comics right now. Mm-hmm. So just, like, just straight up from a geek standpoint, that statement, you're out of your mind. He's like, he's like when, when did G.I. Joe get woke? And he was just sort of like, well, he's like, I would guess 1965, more or less. He's like, the toy line launched in 1964, and it featured a Black Joe in 1965. Segregation only was abolished in the United States in 1969. So think about a toy company making a black action figure for like, let's face it, white kids to play with. And not as a bad guy. This was a, he was a Joe. Yeah, This is before the cartoons. And he's like, I don't think that's what you're talking about either. <laughs> but <laughs> he's like, let's move even fur- further forward or whatever. He was like, oh, I bet you, you're not going to be happy until all the GI Joe are like, are, uh, are like, are, they're all trans fighting climate change, and he's like, Joe Eco Warriors debuted in 1991." <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs>
1: like...
0: <laughs> and he's just like, and while he's like, and while it has never been mentioned, and in certain, he's like, in certain versions, it is brother and sister. He's like, there is the there is like a popular fan theory that Dial Tone is trans because it was a guy named Jack, and then later it was just a girl named Jill, and no one asked questions. <laughs> True. And he was like, because they respected Jill. <laughs> <laughs> it was like only later that they went on to say like, oh, I was a brother and sister or whatever. And I was like, meh, fair enough. Right. But yeah. And he was just sort of like, and he's like, and you're talking about a cartoon show that like went out of their way to be inclusive, like native American character, like mm-hmm. Asian characters and whatever. And each and every time presented as equals with the rest of the Joes. Oh, yeah. Like it was no, like, he's like, they sure that some of them were played for stereotypes, but like their competency in their role was never never in question. And in fact, like, the,
1: only, the only characters that competency ever was put into question were white. Mm-hmm. And That was when they took the three worst shows and out- promoted them to colonels. <laughs> and it was Shipwreck, Dialtone, and Lifeline. Mm-hmm. They're like, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pacifist. Why am I in charge?
0: Well, well, that was that was one of the other ones too. He was just sort of like they introduced a pacifist character, a conscientious objector. Yeah, in the Joes, and the Joes were like, "Okay, contribute where you can." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was a pretty like masterful like dismantling of the argument, but like using all of the best bits of like geek history and whatever else. Just I love like GI Joe Eco Warriors debuted in nineteen ninety one. A special team of Joes expressly made to fight climate change. Yep. Uh, yeah,
1: it was a pretty, pretty good, uh, pretty good little bit. But I was, I was never. Also, that's kind of weird that they would exist in the Joe universe because they, they knew that the weather dominator was a possible thing.
0: So you're saying they could have used it for good?
1: Yeah, they're just like <laughs> we're fighting for climate change, and they're like, why don't you get those three things that control the weather?
0: Yeah, exactly. And, like, Just, make it uh,
1: cold in the ice caps again.
0: <laughs> exactly. Reverse engineer the weather dominator. Right. <laughs> Save the day. Like, uh, they,
1: they know it's possible. <laughs> the fact that they don't do it is kind of shitty.
0: Well, it's,
1: it's, it's, it's extra bad
0: because knowing is half the battle, <laughs> <laughs> and they're ignoring it.
1: <laughs> they're it's ignoring like, no, a full half of the battle. <laughs>
0: They're ignoring knowledge that the weather can be manipulated and instead they're like, recycle kids. (laughs) You're like, I don't know. I'll recycle. Why don't you control the weather eco warriors? Oh,
1: man. Like, don't leave the tap running when you brush your teeth. Just like, why don't you go get the weather dominator? Exactly. Make it cold in the north again. Stop those glaciers from melting.
0: Yeah, like, like, I mean, you've you've caught. cobra commander often enough just like just to download well,
1: the plans.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just, just get him. Mindbender would Mindbender would give it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean Destro would. He, he's a mercenary. You could just buy it from him. Oh, what's his name would definitely? The your favorite.
0: The Oh my god. The why am I blanking on his name? The one who has the What do they call the Ragnaroks? No, not the Ragnaroks. Tomax and Zaymot? Yeah, but the crew. Who's the leader of them? The Dreadnoks. Dreadnoks. There we go. Who's the leader of the Dreadnoks? Zartan. Zartan. Yeah, Zartan would give it up in like a hot second.
1: Yeah, he'd he'd do it for a gem of this size. (laughs) Answers all his questions. You give him a big ruby, and he's like, all right. Here's the weather dominator. (laughs)
0: You'd like not just get the plans, like you'd get the dreadnoughts like to help you steal the plans.
1: Which we know that they, they would steal parts of the weather dominator. They they wore they rode motorcycles in Antarctica yeah. to play exactly. hockey with it, and they're down for it. <laughs> and like, yeah, sure, maybe you don't pay terrorists, but we're talking about the United States here. They, they did that shit all the time.
0: Yeah, and I mean, also like, I feel there's a lot of, the GI Joes I feel don't have a ton of government oversight. Like,
1: they, it's they, they, kind they report to flag.
0: Well, yeah, but it, but it, that's a lot. It's a lot like in the Fast and the Furious universe, where like, like they have their one touch point, but then they're kind of like I feel there's a lot of like most of the Pentagon doesn't ask too many questions about what G.I. Joe is up to. Like I'm not saying there's no line of command, but I feel that there is a.
1: No, there's a whole thing where they get replaced by synthoids, and then they lose all their funding. They don't have bullets or anything, hmm. and Cobra attacks, and they're like running away none of the planes have jet fuel there's there's enough oversight for their budget Fair. keith god sorry right, you're the you're them. the fan <laughs> uh, sure, sure yeah as, as a fan anyone who's pissed off that they would change uh snake eyes into being an asian american i guess he was asian american that...
0: i'm guessing i mean if he's a real american hero
1: <laughs> yeah like who cares he was created by larry Hama, who is an Asian-American.
0: Yep. It's just went, so super, stupid. Like,
1: what, are you, what are you mad at, you dumbass?
0: Speaking of stuff through the ages, this is also... Um, have, did you ever read Spider-Man Life Story? Mm, no. But do you know what it is? Not at all. It is by Chip Zdarsky.
1: Okay. Good writer.
0: Good writer. And it's uh, oh, six issues? 70s, 80s, 90s. 2006, yes. Six-issue run, where oh, okay. each issue is a decade in the life of Spider-Man.
1: Oh, I've heard about it. Now, now like,
0: heard. really good and really fun. A little hard to read if you don't know the actual 60 years of comic, because it, it, it bases itself on the actual 60 years of comic continuity, but then has Peter Parker, like, aging through it.
1: Yeah, it plays a little fast and loose with what happens when, but...
0: It, yeah exactly and 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 certainly like takes other like he gets uh like there's a stretcher he's married to gwen stacy and then there's the weird cloning situation of like gwen stacy's clone and all that and blah 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 like like most of the stuff lines up the way you think it should but then a couple things take like left and right turns like where like norman osborne will stay in jail for like 30 or 40 years instead of like popping out in five or whatever like whatever the case may be uh absolutely there's some like liberties and freedoms that are taken with the overall story but like it still hits all the all the touch points even gets to like morelin uh spider totem stuff just a little (laughs) like not enough that you're like i was like oh no they're going here and they're like and we're out you
1: know that stuff is really weird but i don't hate it
0: and especially when it's like when it's touched on and it doesn't become like like even like the clone stuff when basically the clone nonsense kind of wraps up in like an issue yeah. <laughs> as opposed to like 300 issues you're like yeah this is this is okay i really 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 would recommend that there's uh like the the civil war stuff happens like a lot of some of the major events mm-hmm. still go down uh one of the lines of dialogue that like that's that stuck out is like who knows whose um secret identity is is kind of like a guarded secret and from like back and forth and like right. the civil war really seems to get the impression that it's like dragging on a lot longer and tony is a lot older mm-hmm. right like uh, but like still has the iron man suit and, and whatever else and they're like they're like they're still trying to round up cap or whatever and they were just like talking about the pr nightmare of like rounding up some of these heroes and they were just sort of like well we got dirt all over he's like that's good news and he's like he's a blind defense attorney and like and iron man's like oh man <laughs> Just like, <laughs> we can't go live with this. Like, we can't say, like, we got, like, noted vigilante, Matt Murdock. We're going to throw him into the whatever jail and all that stuff. And you're like, oh, like, a, a blind defense attorney who works pro bono all the time. Amazing. That's great. <laughs> and you're just like, this, they're like, how do we, like, cover up this story? Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, early, the the one issue in the 60s is, like, Spider Man deciding whether or not he goes to Vietnam. Cause like and Cap is like, I'm going, but then that takes a turn because then Cap gets because Iron Man's already gone and is like fighting for the like like builds to the building up ultimately to like the Civil War right. in lots of ways. Like he's Iron Man's going for America. Cap goes for America and then is just sort of like, Oh no, I defend the innocents. And then they're like, Cap's gone rogue, and he's like now like defending innocent villages in Vietnam right. and stuff, and everyone's like, damn it, Cap, and like it's great. It's really, really good and just in terms of a what was that?
1: That's that's a quagmire of an argument it's putting putting superheroes into Vietnam.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that, and that's Spider Man's whole point too. <laughs> He's like, uh well like Iron Man's already there, but then we're like, what do, what do we do? And that sort of like leads Iron Man kinda down his like superhero registration thing. He's like, We can become world police. And everyone's like, you know. It's good. I would really, really, I, I'd, I'd highly, highly recommend it, like, just to to watch it. And it kind of, like, it lines up a lot of the, it gives you also, like, the closure on Peter Parker, Spider-Man, which is what something you're never going to get in the comics, mm-hmm. right? Like, you're never actually going to see the, like, the bow on the end and being like, and this is the end of, like, Peter Parker's life. But, like, it tells it in such a way that you're, like, you know all of those. I mean, Ultimates did it.
1: Ultimate Spider-Man ended. Peter Parker.
0: Yeah, but just, I don't think wait. as succinctly.
1: Well, he died and Miles Morales became Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, but this is... You know. Which also, like, I mean, spoilers. Uh, this happens, that happens in Life Story too. But, like, then even Miles Morales is, like, older. So, and because, like, Peter Parker's actually aging, that's not when Spider-Man dies. Like, he's already taken up the Spider-Man mantle and Peter Parker's essentially, like, retired. And then is, like, and the... I mean, are you going to read it? Like, or, or do you mind some spoilers?
1: I'm probably not going to read it for a little while. I've got okay. like 2000 pages of comic books on my shelf that I got to get through first
0: Fair. So anyway, but they, the, the, the grand denouement of like the final issue is, and it's great because he doesn't even appear on screen <laughs> in comic is, right. um, basically they're like, so in the wake of the civil war, because it is like a knockdown drag out, it goes much, much longer. It doesn't wrap the way it does in the comics and all that stuff. Uh, doom just like takes over (laughs) like just he's like i built a moon base and now i control this and like and whatever else and everyone's like what and they're like and all the heroes are like old or dead (laughs) you know like and they're like what now like including tony like tony's already died like because peter peter's always younger right like it starts peter's 15 and like cap and tony are in their like 30s or whatever in issue one so by the time we're in like the 2010s they've all died of old age Mm -hmm. And it's just like, their nonsense is now just like raging onwards without them even being involved. And, and Spider-Man's like, like one, one last go. Cause I, 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 know the Stark tech, whatever else like that. And him and Miles like get in a spaceship and try to like reverse engineer, uh, an old defunct Stark Android to like reverse the control of like doom signal or whatever the heck it is. And then, and also your favorite thing in the whole wide world kind of comes into play. Which is uh okay. <laughs> which is the the person who gets the the venom symbiote mm-hmm. is craven.
1: Nice. So, okay.
0: Sure. So you get to have craven in the black costume.
1: Yeah, that's great.
0: Exactly. That's what I was I was like what there's is a lot favorite of
1: like thing in all of Spider Man.
0: I know, Kraven that's what I'm saying. Are you, Are you I didn't read it? that no i I didn't read that one but i got but then i was just sort of like the fact that like towards like in the last issue you get to have like a a showdown with craven in the black suit and i was like there's a lot of things like that where you're like even though it doesn't line up the right way you do get to have spider-man squaring off with craven in the black suit and you're like that's good stuff yeah and they're like and he's like he must be dead and they were just sort of like even if he is like the symbiote still isn't
1: you know i don't own a copy of craven's Lessons. Huh. Like in in my millions of pages of comic books, I don't have those six issues. Weird. I've only like borrowed them or, or read them other places.
0: It, it is weird, though. I will say, I think it's. I think the reason I haven't. I think I might have found out. I might have picked this up because I was like, it, I know it's not free on Comicsology Unlimited, but I think that when I was like Craven Spider Man, this popped up because he does like it this was like through the algorithms or whatever right, because right. because this is a craven story or whatever yeah, I mean, and then i was like I, yeah yeah exactly that's it
1: have i have i ever talked about my top three comics of all time
0: top three individual issues or runs
1: like stories
0: okay craven's last time
1: it, it's not top three no oh. um
0: do you want to save this for garbage time
1: no this is just
0: Geeky you want to save this for when John is here? Because I'm just saying we're at an hour. All
1: right, fine. We'll save it for Garbage just Time.
0: Said, no, I'm just saying this sounds like a good bit. This sounds yeah, like no, an actual... It's good, good,
1: it sounds like good there's garden. actual interesting
0: meat to like cut into oh, here. I don't want to rush do, it.
1: How do people even listen to Garbage Time? It's
0: uh, been a
1: while.
0: They go to Patreon.com. I mean, I do say to at the beginning of every episode. So you go to Patreon.com slash 9 to 5 CC uh, for $4 a month. I think American... No, no, $3 American, $4 Canadian, I want to say. at that level. Exchange rates between three and four dollars, less than a cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> you can uh, join the 90s Deluxe level, which uh, lets you get to a mailbag for 90s, which lets you, uh, if you want to uh, make us talk about something on 90s, and most importantly, gives you two bonus episodes a month of month of 90s garbage time, which is our official uh, post show. Of 90s we recorded after the episode which we're going to do right now i don't it's think like, we're going to talk about like 90s story.
1: but we're more tired
0: yeah and if and nobody's interested good. in
1: no it's it good. is it kind of means we're, we're less on guard and we end up in some real real tangents sometimes that's true
0: Anyway, I don't know what we're going to talk about in this one. It's not going to be Scott's top three comic series of all time, because I feel that's like a, that, that's, that's main show segment time. And it's, like I said, I feel there's meat and potatoes to get into there. There's
1: no way I'm going to remember that in two weeks.
0: I'm going to email you after this to Fine. say 90s238, Scott's top three comic runs. We can maybe all do it if John's back. John said he, he might come back. Sure. But Yeah, we could do top comic runs. I'm looking at like comic. I own very few comics physically. So I feel it's got to be, Oh, hang on Yeah, This is some garbage. Man, to talk. We're going to get next, to this.
1: Next time you come over, you got to borrow some comics.
0: I read so many comics on my tablet. Now
1: I'm I tried. I can't do that at all. It doesn't the... work.
0: tablet or phone. Tablet. Okay. Cause I was like phone. No, sir. Tablet. I can, as long as it's like at least a reasonable page. And sometimes I do, if you've done it on Comicsology, the, the uh, guided view. Hmm which can sometimes actually be like really cool. Cause it just like goes from like panel to panel.
1: Yeah. No, I tried and even when that. it's like a
0: splash page, it still moves around in like a dynamic way, which like someone like it's the, the actual comiXology guided view stuff is like someone who like liked the comic actually sets up the way it moves around on the page. Yeah. So sometimes there's like neat, like, whoosh, like zoom in on a guy being like, what? And then like, then you get to read what he says. <laughs> like, yeah. No,
1: I, yeah. Very much.
0: Cool. Garbage time. You should listen to it. Bye. Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, man, we all know that you pressed stop on your podcast player like... 30 seconds ago as soon as you heard the outro music and the only reason you're possibly listening to this is because you're like jogging or something and your phone is in your pocket and you can't stop me from talking. Uh, I'll keep this short and sweet. Uh, we put in a lot of work on this website. Uh, if you do want to support us financially, we're kind of reworking the whole structure over there. But if you do want to support us financially, you can head to patreon.com slash nine to CC. Um, and if you don't want to support us financially, maybe you could just tell your friends about the show. And if you don't want to support us at all, I don't even know how you're possibly listening to this at the end of that episode. Bye. 905.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. main in Montreal since 2011.